Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a look at books, movies, television, anime, video games, and pretty much anything else that we want to. Today's topic, Resident Evil Village. This is the eighth game in the series and a game that I recently played and fell in love with. This has been an internet craze the last couple of months in which some gameplay characters were revealed, particularly a very tall vampire named Lady Demetresque, who is a nine, six foot tall vampire lady dressed all in white and is very elegant and lives in a castle with her three daughters who basically play a really good game of hide-and-seek with you. Sounds like a good time? Well, it is. For anybody not too familiar with Resident Evil, uh, it's a, a very fun action thriller horror video game series that deals with a lot of bioweapon hazard-type materials. Some of the games heavily rely on zombies with other mutated creatures, whether they're giant spiders, giant sharks, dogs, and, and things of that nature. You have this group, Umbrella, who's been working on different chemicals, both secretly and for the world, and, you know, secretly they're evil. And they're trying to come up with bioweapons for their own purposes that mutate humans and zombies and all of these different things. And then there's just a bunch of notably good people who prevent world domination and keep closing these events that happen in different places around the world, like Chicago or Africa, Louisiana, and such like that. Similar to the games like Mortal Kombat, you know, where two to three games will feel like the same, and then a fourth game will will completely change that dynamics. They'll add in weapons or they'll add in babyalities or they'll add in friendships. They'll add in these really cool gimmicks and ideas. Or they'll do, you know, Mortal Kombat versus the DC universe. You know, they'll add in different IPs. Resident Evil has done the same thing. They've gone from very scary, very quiet, where there's scarce resources, and then they've gone very action-heavy. And so the series has done all of that. It even has come up with some very entertaining live-action movies that are borrowed references from the video games, but they completely go in their own separate direction. I find them entertaining in the same way that I find the the Fast and the Furious movies entertaining. You know, if you're just up there along for the ride. This eighth installment is called Resident Evil Village, and it doesn't really matter if you played the other games before this. The only game that would be a benefit before this game if you want a little more character details, is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which is a very good, fun, classic game in which the character you're currently playing, Ethan Winters, is trying to rescue his wife. This game takes it a little bit further, and now you're trying to rescue their daughter. And so this poor guy, he just, he cannot get a break. Resident Evil 8 mixes both elements of some horror some survival, and a lot of action. You end up in a European village, and these people have taken your daughter for a ritual, which obviously your character is not happy about. Something happens to your character's wife again in this one, and so you just got to move on. Where in the seventh game, you were trying to protect your wife and hunt her down. 
this game, now you have to hunt their infant daughter. You embark in a European country and you fight a mixture of different ghouls for like the first time that ever that I can remember, you end up fighting werewolves, which are really grotesque and very monstrous. Sometimes they look like vampires. Sometimes they look full on like werewolves and uh, they're pretty scary. And when they bite your character, it's really gruesome, really awesome. One thing that this game series has always been really good about is giving you some really cool weapons and some really fun puzzles. And this game has all of it. it. It also has an aspect that I like in games where you can upgrade your weapons. What I additionally like is when you beat a game and it just kind of gives you a bunch of free stuff on the next playthrough where everything you've upgraded from one playthrough will go on to the next and you will have the opportunity to unlock infinite ammo, which is pretty awesome. Also for a couple of months, this game gained a lot of notoriety online and everyone fell in love with a character called Lady Demetresque, who is this nine foot six vampire lady who lives with her three daughters in a castle. I give the game a lot of props because it was the only area of the game that was heavily shown. The rest of the village and the, the werewolves and stuff were not really shown. It was heavily shown with Lady Demetresque and them hunting you. And so a lot of people thought, oh, this will be like the entire game which luckily and surprisingly was not. This was one part of the game where there were so many other parts. And it was a good chunk of the game, but it wasn't the whole game. And so it was a very lovely surprise to not have everything shown, to not know everything about this game, which I thought was really cool, especially in a world where everyone knows everything so quickly. I remember when the new Star Wars movies came out, and people used to post like the ending, like, you know, Han Solo dies, and they would like write that on their car as they drove by, which I thought was just pretty funny and kind of messed up. Since we live in that world where we just know everything that's coming if we want to, people say, if you don't want to know what happens in a movie or in a video game series, you got to stay off the internet for a few days. You got to go in the wild and kind of like not look at anything online. Otherwise, it'll be spoiled. You know, it happened a lot with stuff like Game of Thrones and everything else. And so this game was at least a good surprise for a lot of people for the first three to four days before everyone started spoiling everything. But anyway, it's a typical game where you run around with some weapons, you meet some characters, some of them that you're able to save, some of them that die, and you put all of these puzzles together to get closer and closer to saving your daughter. Lady Demetresque, who everyone fell in love with, is a really fun character. Tall, elegant, wearing all white, and her daughters are a lot of fun. You fight vampires in their castle, and you unlock all these puzzles. And you meet a mysterious, very obese, charming guy called the Duke. He supplies you with weapons and supplies. And then you just go on your, your merry way throughout the game, solving puzzles and fighting some um, characters that could be challengeable. And you could change the settings from easy, normal, hard... Uh, throughout the game which is pretty nice and then one of my favorite aspects is like i said once you beat the game the repeat is you can get infinite ammo on certain weapons as you unlock them to their full potential so i like the pistol and i really like the shotgun so both of those games on my second playthrough have infinite ammo this game has a lot of replay value the aesthetics are just really pretty Anybody who is not familiar with uh, Resident Evil, this is a great game to just jump into. 
Um, Cause I've only played like three or four of the other eight or nine games that are out there. You know, I played Resident Evil one and two, which are very heavily based on horror and traps and such. And then I played Resident Evil four and this game's kind of like a love letter of Resident Evil four and like Resident Evil two, where it's got some horror elements and then a lot of action attached to it as well, which is very much what Resident Evil four is. You go throughout this game you unlock all these mysteries, you meet all these characters who, it's pretty cool, a lot of them seem very human at first, and then you fight them, and then you turn out, oh, they're a vampire, oh, they're a ghoul, oh, they're something else, and then they morph into another monstrous version of themselves, which is also really cool. This game was just a lot of fun. It's a It's a game you can spend your time with, or it's a game you can really blow through. You can definitely beat this game in a couple hours, and then there's some challenge modes. This is a game that I really like owning, and I also really like owning a physical copy of. And so when I meet some buddies at work that haven't played the game, but they want to, this is one of those games I absolutely want to give people like a disc and say, hey, check this out. And so I know this game's already been reviewed and everything, but I just don't want to give my opinion at first glance. And a second glance, since I'm playing the game again, that this game's a lot of fun. This game, I would say, would be a good gift for people, a good game to let people borrow. It's got some really cool surprises. And like I said, I'm mostly impressed with how they showed us little areas of the game and then completely ignored a lot of the others in the advertising. So my hat really goes off to their creativity. And a lot of the characters you meet are just a lot of fun. Okay, thanks again for listening to At First Glance. Just remember, you can find us on iTunes and on Podbean. See you there.